Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I wish I wasn't here for this episode. Does that count? No, you're not. You're supposed to. That does does not count. You have to say, I'm excited. I'm fan. This is here. This is Matt. Here's what you said. I'm fantastic. And Homer is. So I have to wait until we at least start describing the episode to talk about how bad it is. No. Yeah, I probably should do that. Hi. Uh, hey, guys. We, this is episode 250. So that's exciting. Hey, Matt. We made it to 250. Yeah, ooh, only just several thousand guys. Don't you worry. Only five hundred. I don't know. I don't know when the Simpsons are gonna end. I don't. It, I thought it was gonna be thirty, but nope. They're definitely gonna make a thirty-one. So who knows? Uh, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month. You get access to all of our bonus content, bonus episodes, uh, weekly episode reviews of the both new episodes of The Simpsons and King of Hill and Rick and Morty and other stuff too, if you wanted to go check that out. Uh, this week's episode is A Tale of Two Springfields, episode B-A-B-F-20, originally aired November 5th, 2000, written by John Swartzwelder, directed by Sean Cashman, who doesn't even doesn't have... sound familiar. It does not sound familiar. It doesn't even have... Uh, a Wikipedia page, actually, but has directed a lot of other um, stuff. Huh. But uh, mostly King of the Hill. But this is the only Simpsons episode that he ever directs. Maybe he's like, yeah, I've done King of the Hill. Let me let me take a swing at this Simpsons thing. Whoa, this script is bad. I guess I'll just... Uh, he goes, but he, go this is square right in the middle of King of the Hill. Yeah, this is... He does, like, some episodes. 98, 98, 99, 99, and then 2000, and then this episode, and then... Back to King of the Hill, and then does a lot of Grimm of the Interest of Billy and Mandy. Um, then it went on to do a lot of other animation production as well. So lots of different animated shows. Uh, John Sportswater, of course, is the most prolific Simpsons writer of all time. The episode did not get a... This is a lie? Wikipedia says they got a 16.2 or 16 million viewing households. The news group has the real story and it's a 9.2 i was gonna say were there even 16 million people watching television at that point that matt yes there were 16 million people in, in 2000 oh. it's not like it's the 40s or something yeah there's people i like, don't know uh, numbers from the 90s always confuse me there's matt 30 million people watched uh bart gets an f oh okay well that's the most, the most, the best number the Simpsons have ever and will ever get, except maybe for the fin whenever they have a series finale. I'm I'm assuming a lot of people will watch, but uh, until now, until this day, as of the time of this recording, Bart gets an F is the highest rated show, a thirty something, and this was a nine point two. The Wikipedia, I'm never going to trust the Wikipedia again, so I'm going to have to do some more searching. Well, you have to edit the Wikipedia yourself, then you can trust it. Have you ever have you read those articles about like the feuds going on in Wikipedia, certain Wikipedia pages? Yeah, so you don't go near those those particular pages. Easy. Uh, what if I start one though? Well, then you're in big trouble. Exactly. Uh, the chalkboard gag. I will not plant subliminal message gores. Jeez. Oh, it's right before this is three days prior to the 2000 election. Yeah. So I assume they're trying to get people to vote for Al Gore. I would hope, given the other options. Too late. Damn Floridians. Again, not, we, I, we're not going to... We do not have the time or temperament to talk about the 2000 elections in the year 2019. The couch gag, there is a... Bart puts a, whoop, a whoopee cushion under Homer's seat, and it, it goes off and sounds like a fart. 
<laughs> I kind of appreciate the kind of very simple, dumb nature of it compared to some of the other more recent, very complicated couch gags. Having a very simple, dumb one is nice sometimes. That's true. I can't deny that. It, it's yeah, nice to occasionally have an easy one. Yeah, and it reminds me of like season one Simpsons, where it's just like kind of charming and simple. Um, which is I'm in earnest. God, I miss it. Uh, episode guest Aww. episode guest stars: Roger Daltrey as himself, John Entwistle as himself, Paul Townsend as his brother Pete Townsend, and Gary Coleman very briefly as himself. For like less than a line. Yeah, it's like four words. They they can't, I think they use something he said in the is the episode he was in in Grift of the Magi. Um, yeah, Roger Daltrey and John Entwistle are both members of the Who, and Pete Townsend for some reason did not. <laughs> record his own voice so they just got his brother to do it are we sure he was alive at the time pete townsend yeah he's still alive man oh okay wow keith moon Go is, him i believe keith moon is still the only member of the of the who to have passed away and you know who currently plays with the who as the drummer ringo star ringo star's son actually zach oh, wow <laughs> zach starkey is the current drummer of the who he is ringo star's son but in this episode, eagle-eyed v- viewers will notice they animate Keith Moon, even though he is long past. But uh, he is obviously a very iconic drummer of The Who for most of their history. Right, Matt? You knew all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Big I fan of The Who. I know you are. Yep, huge. So, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So the episode begins with There's a Badger. In Santa's Little Helper's doghouse. Yep, because that's how it works. Uh, that's how we start Simpsons episodes these days. There's a badger. And so uh, Bart and Santa's Little Helper investigate, discover that it is a badger, uh, and they don't know what to do, so they go to Lisa to see if she can help them. Come on, Lisa, there's got to be a way to lure that badger out. Well, according to whatbadgerseat.com, badgers subsist primarily on a diet of stoats, voles, and marmots. Hmm, stoats, stoats. Stoats are weasels, Bart. They don't come in cans. Then what's this? That says corn, Bart. Must you embarrass me? Here we are. In a pinch, badgers have even been known to eat woodpeckers. Perfect. Hey, Todd, can we borrow your woodpecker? I guess so, but we need him back by six. It's his birthday. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) let's make this ha 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 robbie (laughs) oh my god this episode really trying my patience right from the beginning it's weird because i feel like john schwartzwelder is not one of those people who would really gravitate towards the cartooniness that we've noticed in the past couple of seasons. But so I, I wonder if that, like, obviously these things weren't in the original script and just somehow he turned in a script and then they just made it terrible. Well, I mean, I, it's on the record that made it terrible. I, there, I, one, I think there's still very good jokes in this episode. Like there are multiple funny lines in it. There's clever gags and stuff, but it is just overwhelmed by the rest by, but we'll get to it. So in this sequence, just to be very clear, I know it's there's a lot of audio and you can't really hear necessarily what's happening. So Bart st- takes Ron Todd's pet woodpecker. Oh, uh, okay. It takes it takes it from them. Is going to go use it to lure the badger out of the doghouse. 
the woodpecker escapes and then like straight out of looney tunes pecks bart in the head then escapes singing the woody the woodpecker jingle or what i don't know i call it a catchphrase or whatever it is but yeah catch jingle i guess would be the it's, best it's the thing. noise that woody the woodpecker makes and then gets electrocuted what noticeably is still alive like it matters uh there so i don't know why any of this is happening so homer tries they, they go to homer next because that seems if lisa is involved in this why are they going to homer well, he's an adult. He has access to more money and power tools, I assume. So, they go to Homer to try and get the badger out. Homer just goes in on his hands and knees, gets mauled, including, okay, including the, him pulling, he pulls up his shirt. His organs are hanging out, Matt. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously not going to kill him. I, I, your organs get hanging out all the time. I, I mean, I, I are hanging out right now. I I don't most of the time I think the overexcited cartoony nature of the scullyers I try and dismiss them and move past them because it's just omnipresent but this is incredibly insane to me that they just have like it's just like breathing Homer has literally his entire torso it like there is not one moment in the trios of horror that we just watched last week that is less that was more extreme than this because literally his entire his torso is revealed all open from his belly button up to like basically his nipples and there's just all his organs are just hanging out there and do they not think this breaks our rea- our dis- like suspension of disbelief of like the rest of the things happening in the show They've given up, Robbie. We've been over. They have completely <laughs> given up on the reality yeah. thing. Like, that was the Simpsons' big thing: is like, oh, we can do things that are a little cartoony, but not too much. But you know, I'm trying to hold on, Matt. I'm trying to just grab with my fingertips. So you are wasting your time. I man. know, I know. So Homer, <laughs> perfectly fine now because we jump to a different scene. So it's he's he's been healed. They uh, he tries to call animal control, which should have been the first thing, but whatever. And then we find out what the actual plot of the episode is, which is actually, I guess, relatively early in the episode that we get to the actual plot. It's actually not. It's not like eight minutes in. It's like three or four. So there yeah. is that. Which is, which is better than some episodes. That's very true. Uh, so Homer tries to call Animal Control and he's unsuccessful. Hmm. <laughs> Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please make sure you have the correct area code. Area code? But it's a local call. The phone company ran out of numbers, so they split the city into two area codes. Half the town keeps the old 636 area code, and our half gets 939. 939? What the hell is that? Oh, my life is ruined. Jeez, you just have to remember three extra numbers. Oh, if only it were that easy, Marge. (laughs) No way, we got bigger problems now. (laughs) I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to call the newspapers, the TV stations, the gas stations. Everybody! I really like when he tells the badger to go away because it's just like, yep, that is some good meta humor right there. Oh, the intro's done? We don't need you anymore. I refuse, Matt. 
Refuse what? I refuse to believe that they had any, there was any kind of meta-contextual... I don't think they even thought Maybe about it Maybe it wasn't intended, but I still found it funny. I guess that's fair. You have to take the pleasure where you can. So, Because yep, there's not much else in this episode. Okay, so we get Homer going. He goes to Letty and Carl at work and complains to them. And then we learn that apparently they've had lots of preparation for this change. I hate this new area code. Like I don't have enough to remember already. Is that right? Don't you miss the old 636? Carl? I'm not sure which one's better. The six is closer to the three, so you got convenience there. But the nine has less to do with Satan, which is a plus in this religious world of ours. What really burns me up is they didn't give us one word of warning. What do you mean? They ran those TV commercials about it and that big radio campaign. Don't forget the leaflets they dropped from the space shuttle and the two weeks we all spent at area code camp. Not a single word of warning. <sighs> yep, those two weeks at area code camp. How could you forget? <laughs> it was the best time of our lives. So, that, like, there's one of those gags. I think there's multiple gags on this episode that people remember. Like, there's the Lenny Lenny White, Carl Black note. That is where that is happens right there. There is the earlier uh, Homer quote about, uh, I don't, there's probably not a badge in there. It's probably just Millhouse. Like, that. those are funny. Those are funny things. Unfortunately, they take place in this episode. <laughs> yeah, because if you pop those into like a season four episode, they'd be funny. We'd be laughing like, ha ha ha, this is great. But you put it in here and they're the highlights by a long shot. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, remember that one time I laughed or that what was that, that corn. Remember when Bart called a can of corn and he thought it was something else? That was, yeah. that was funny for a minute. I mean, back before Homer came into the episode. So Homer is sitting on the couch listening to the radio apparently doing nothing else like you did back in the olden days (laughs) i don't understand it but whatever he's listening to the radio on the couch i guess they can't have him be in the car because then he wouldn't have a phone so he listens to the radio he's about to win a contest he's gonna win tickets to is it tickets to the who or is it tickets to something else i think it's tickets to something else i'm pretty sure it's tickets to the who oh is it okay but it doesn't matter He's about to win tickets to a thing, to an event, and they, uh, the radio station calls a number that Homer thinks, oh, it's my number, I'm going to win. But apparently, with the new area code, the radio station is now in the other area code, so it's, it calls Mr. Burns instead, and Mr. Burns wins the tickets. And Homer is very upset about this, because he has to be. Because there's a lot of things that happen in this episode. <laughs> because they have to happen to make the episode work. There's not one ounce of like true motivation. None. It doesn't exist. Uh, and like, and on with that, the next thing that happens is a town meeting. And why would okay? They have a town meeting uh, where. Lindsay Nagel shows up to tell them about the area codes, to show them a movie, and then we get uh, Homer taking the stage. This is a longer clip, but I felt it all should be heard. First, let me reassure you, your fears are groundless, and your complaints moronic. That's good. This film will explain everything to you in words that you can understand. I'm Phony McRingring, mascot and president of the telephone company. And I'm here to explain why the convenience of one area code in... Your town. 
has been replaced by the convenience of two area codes. Uh, I have a question, Phony. It's a movie, Dad. Quiet, honey. Daddy's asking the man a question. You're probably thinking, sure, more area codes are great, and I don't mind paying the extra hidden fees. But how will I remember all those numbers? Whoa! Well, scientists have discovered that even monkeys can memorize ten numbers. Are you stupider than a monkey? How big of a monkey? <laughs> of course you're not. Well, I'm convinced. A professional-looking film like that has got to be right. I agree. Two area codes is more convenient. I like Wait it. Wait a minute. We haven't heard from me yet. The nut with the dynamite. The phone company is bamboozling you. I accused the phone company of making that film on purpose. Well, of course we did. Now, I'm not one to make trouble, but it seems to me that everyone who got to keep the old or classic 636 area code lives on the rich side of town. Do puppycook. Hard never. And as usual, we Joe 12-packs get the royal screw job. Homer's right. We're getting a Joan Collins special. Right. We're getting it for good. Well, I've had it. You rich snobs aren't pushing us around anymore. And what are you pathetic slobs going to do about it? Well, I... Oh, nice wiring, Bart. Worked on the test corpse. Okay, plan B. Fellow 939ers, I say we break off and form our own city. Yes! Let's go! Viva la revolucion! Now who's stupid? Well, I'll tell you who's stupid. <laughs> but you're not going to like it. <laughs> uh, see, the funny thing is, we say wait, before wait, 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 that... Wait, wait, Matt, Matt. You just use the word funny. Are you sure you know what that means? Okay. It's weird because earlier we used the, the, the we talked about how they got to the actual plot of the episode two or three minutes in. But really, when it comes down to it, this is where the actual plot of the story starts. So they had a mini section to get into the bigger intro section to get to the point they wanted to, which is that the town is split in two. I guess how did you say it, Matt? You're right. So, I'm sorry that I gave this episode too much credit earlier. <laughs> I will. Re I rescind. You should be. I rescind that. Uh, that that credit. I'm gonna. I just want to make this very clear. I want to state this for the record. They openly acknowledge before the, that clip started that Homer is in the crowd with a dynamite vest. He is literally wearing. A, a vest made of dynamite like terrorists would wear a terror a, a explosive vest and everyone's cool with that i guess and the fact that literally at the, near the end of this act in the end of that clip homer intends to kill himself and everyone else in the room and everyone is just okay with it they're just sad that it didn't work i don't i understand that the Simpsons don't function in our reality, even in the golden years. But do they know that they're making like, honestly, if this episode didn't have Homer in it, it would be fine. You have the same plot. The town splits in two. I mean, it wouldn't happen without Homer because it, everything happens because of Homer. 
Of course. I of mean, course. What else are you going to do? But I mean, if you substitute anyone else and they make the plot go and you split the town in two and there's strife between the two sides of town and there's and the who shows up even. You can still have the who show up at the end of the episode. If Homer's not here, it's a thousand percent better. Well, yeah, because that's what's happened is is in order to push this into the realm of cartoonies, you use Homer. I mean, you could use Bart to an extent, but Lisa, Marge, Maggie, that's just not going to happen with them. Even with the rest of the town, they have a basis in reality. Homer, though, is what you make him. And in this case, he's a cartoon character. And it's I, I, I'm not I can't go that I can't cross that bridge. And it's it's. Homer in this episode is literally what's the name of that cop show that he has his doppelganger in? Do you remember the name uh, of the show? Police cops. Police cops. He is the Oh Spaghettios version. That is what he is in this episode. Basically, yeah, yeah. Like weird, crazy stuff happens all around him for no particular reason. And like that wasn't that long ago that that was making fun of that, and now that's where they are. That is what this is. Um, without we go to commercial now the town is split in two apparently yeah so we've gotten to the actual plot of the episode as begins act two uh so yes uh, at this point the town has been split in two and homer has put up a plaque saying new springfield and the old springfielders have put up a plaque as well and everyone's everyone's just wanting to get along there we're officially a city now we just sit back and wait for an nfl franchise Say, I couldn't help but overhear. I represent the Arizona Cardinals. Keep walking. Good decision there, Homer. You showed a lot of poise. Yeah, maybe you ought to be mayor of New Springfield. Mayor, eh? The mayor. Starring Homer Simpson. I reluctantly accept this highly paid, glamorous job. So, yes, Homer rejects the Arizona Cardinals like we would all do, uh, and they decide at that moment that Homer is the mayor. I don't see any vote happening or anything, but maybe New Springfield only has like 20 residents and they just, you know, go by a voice vote, whatever. I, I, can I ask a question, Matt? I mean, if you want to cry, sure. Uh, are the town, is the rest of the town aware they're in a television show? Um, I don't think so. I think that was supposed to be in Homer's mind. Unless this is Family Guy and everyone is aware, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just, it feels like they, like, when it happens in Homer's Enemy, right? When, when everyone in the town kind of just per, permits Homer's insanity, increasing insanity, and, th- and, th- and that is dismissing the fact that not, not, nothing before the, before Homer's Enemy gets even close to anything he does in Seasons Eleven and twelve. Eleven, ten, eleven, twelve, no, basically. Not even close. And, and it's funny to see Frank Grimes complaining about the stuff that happened back then and then to see all yeah, this. Yeah, if so in Homer's Enemy they like permit it because and that's the like that's how that episode's kind of structured around the fact in that kind of as as commentary about how television works. But why would why would on earth would any of these people go homer should be our mayor out of the blue and then there's no vote great question why i are we are we so, everything are are we honestly supposed to everything that happens just supposed to take it at face value and just accept it i mean what else can you do really just turn the television off 
Well, yeah, other people can do that, but we can't. <laughs> That's very true. I'm just, it was just a question. Just a question. Homer's okay. a jerk, Matt. So, uh, it, Homer's forever, a jerk. It's forever. <laughs> uh, Homer's a jerk. But Old Springfield wants peace. They're like, okay, we're two towns now. That's fine. You know, we'll just live with it. Let's make peace with our neighbors and we'll all just live happily ever after with our two area codes in two different towns. But Homer's a jerk. Uh, so he says, heck no, we're going to go do what we want uh, and we still hate you because somehow they got to keep the old area code and that's that's cool. Which, honestly, I just want to put this out there. It's still not how this works in the real world. If there's a new area code, people who want new numbers get the new area code. They don't just change the number you already had. I mean, it happens Matt, sometimes. I remember as a kid, ours changed like three times. I, Matt, there's... I, I should also bring up the fact that this entire argument is basically meaningless now with almost everyone having a cell phone. I don't remember any numbers now. I remember like four numbers and then everything else is in my phone. I don't I I don't know if that's good, but I definitely don't need to remember and that's, most of And that's because you had to remember their area codes. Back when uh, there were no area codes, you just remembered seven numbers and you could remember hundreds of them. But once they added those three numbers, you stopped being able to remember it. That's it, what happened to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely what happened. You're right. It's a tragedy. It really is. So uh, at this point, Homer is at home. He's really buying into being the mayor. He's, he's got his own sash saying that he's the mayor. Uh, Marge is very proud of him being the mayor. Uh, you'd think she'd know better by now, but hey, it's a TV show. It's the Simpsons especially. Um, so Homer even has uh, a like auto-distributing sash thing where he just tears them off and uh, he can reorder them uh, because he constantly gets them disgusting. He even uses them as a napkin, which... Seems like a waste, but sure, because I'm sure those sashes aren't cheap, but whatever. Also, Homer is really into being a politician. Uh, he says that him and Marge stay together now to, you know, uh, you know, for the sake of his political career, not because they love each other, which I would hope Marge would object to, but she doesn't because there's no time in this episode. We got to get through all the random wackiness. Oh, my God. Uh, the random wackiness. It's so important. It's so incredibly important. You're right, Robbie. So uh, at this point. Also, uh, we get to Milhouse and Bart are playing in the park. For some reason, Bart is running out of his backpack on. Who knows why? Uh, but it turns out Matt, that his novelty flying disc. Matt, he's running with his what? backpack on because he, they, they make a joke that he, so he has to have his backpack on. <laughs> That's why. I know, but there are better ways of doing that. I, Matt, but anyway, Matt, you want, you really want this? You want, I could, we could spend three hours on this thing. None of it is internally consistent with its own logic. Why are the bullies in old Springfield? Uh, well, they're I know not, for a fact that they don't Jimbo have, belongs there because his parents are extremely wealthy. They're not wealthy, Matt. He has a mom that watches television. That does not make him rich. The, the Simpsons have literally, there are like four people in town who have money. Like, that's the whole point of Springfield is the fact that there's no rich people. It's a blue collar. It's a middle class town. There's Mr. But, I mean, Burns. I there's Krusty. Like like, we, we've seen Jimbo's house uh, and, like during the uh, the PTA disbands episode. Uh, we've seen that Jimbo's mom is rich uh, at the very least or at least lives in a very fancy house. So that makes me believe that that's why the bullies are there. I mean, you're right that there aren't really wealthy people, but there's a doctor. There's a real estate person. There's Lindsay Nagel. I mean, those people, uh, I wouldn't call them rich. I mean, Mr. Burns is the only super rich person, but they're well off. I mean, Dr. Hibbert's Republican. You don't <laughs> be a Republican when you're poor. <laughs> That's <just> crazy. <laughs> okay, Matt, enough of your very subtle political uh, commentary. 
Uh, so yes I, moving on no he's wearing a backpack because they make a joke about the bullies doing his homework i that is the only reason there's tons of that in this episode every single scene has a uh, multiple things where they only do it specifically because they want to make a joke there's no care it's not character driven they don't care and frankly the jokes are not good watching oh the bully's getting tricked into doing bart's homework why is that funny that's like huckleberry finn like oh i don't Simpsons did invent the novelty flying disc comment, by the way. Well, I, I'm, I'm assuming because I've never heard that before and never since. I'm assuming they just – is that a joke or could they not get the rights to Frisbee? Maybe you I'm know. I'm fairly certain it's a joke on the fact that okay. we all – like it's like Band-Aid. Band-Aid is – it's a bandage, but we all call them Band-Aids like Xerox, like Frisbee. Frisbee is not the only Frisbee, but it is what we call all Frisbees, even yeah. though ones that aren't made by Frisbee. I think that's what I think that's what that I think it's a joke. I want to say it's a joke, Matt. See, that's the thing. There are things that are like clearly trying to be jokes that aren't funny. And then there are things that you think are are, are trying to be jokes, but are so obtuse that you're not sure if it's supposed to be. I would call it a, 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 it for our for our use. It is a joke. Okay. Okay. So it is a joke. Uh, so Bart and Milhouse throw their novelty flying disc. It lands in Old Springfield. Uh, the bullies tackle him. They steal his pants because creepy. Uh, but then Bart points Bart points out that his homework is in Old Springfield. So the bullies do his homework. It's vital to moving this, on. This is very vital. Nope, nope. I, I I don't want to talk about this, Robbie. We've okay, talked about this okay, enough. I'm okay, moving on. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, then we move on to Marge at the Quickie Mart, which apparently the Quickie Mart is in Old Springfield. All right, root beer, bananas, and toilet paper. 50% out of towner's tax. Out of towner tax? I'm sorry, Mrs. Simpson, but we have to charge you foreign devils more. All right, but this better be the best toilet paper I've ever had. Oh, no worries there. That's Henderson's toilet paper. Ooh, why didn't you say so? Hey, is there a bathroom here? Not for you. I don't know why. But I just didn't feel comfortable until I was back here in New Springfield with my own kind. Mom. They were looking at me with their eyes. That's right. Looking at her with their eyes. How dare they? Things are really getting out of hand here. Why is the Quickie Mart in Old Springfield, Matt? I don't know. You'd think people in Old Springfield <laughs> wouldn't shop at a convenience mart, but it's it's for the sake of the joke. I know. Just want to say, I just want to point that, make that clear. So, yes. Anyway. Uh, at this point, we can see a TV news report about how bad New Springfield is uh, and, you know, how uh, everything is broken down in New Springfield because they don't know how to run a town because obviously it's slob rule. Homer's in charge. So, you know, we saw how well that went when he was sanitation commissioner. Imagine him being the mayor. Uh, oh, you mean the exact same episode except worse is what this is? This is that is literally this is exactly the sanitation commissioner episode. I just want to make that also clear. It sure is. So, yes, uh, at this point, Homer, uh, in order to get back at New Springfield for their snobbiness in the news report, decides to cut off power to Old Springfield, which leads to jokes about doing surgery in the dark and crusty gambling on that. Blah, blah, blah. I, 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 no, I, I, I do want to point out again, Frank, Professor Frank, is has some sort of time traveling teleportation device, and he is in the process of bringing Isaac Newton to our present day when the like power when the power goes off and we get literally the animated legs 
of Sir Isaac Newton chasing Professor Frank around his laboratory. Well, that's what happens when your time machine cuts off halfway through. Obviously, it recreates from bottom to top. Can I ask you a question, Matt? If you have to. This is not a Shazavar episode, correct? I mean, last time I checked, it wasn't, but, you know, it's okay. been a few minutes. I... Again... This is more ridiculous than anything that happens in the Trials of Horror episode. I don't know what like people were pointing like I this is why it just it makes me so frustrated. It makes me so frustrated when I'm watching. I it doesn't even add anything. It doesn't add any charm to the episode. It's not funny. I don't get it. <laughs> like if you want to break our the break reality and for a funny joke, fine, fine, but literally bad failed science experiments of professor frank that's what we got that's what we come up with john swirl i mean what else could there be robbie come on <laughs> i mean it's not like it was easy to, to write these jokes i i i'm not saying it's easy i would i would like an attempt maybe i think that's i this again feels like a rough draft it feels like not it feels like a like this feels like uh george lucas walking into a room full of people <laughs> with the first draft of the phantom menace and going it's done it's and everyone's going yeah yeah and everyone secretly is going oh no oh no oh, no <laughs> it's gonna be bad uh that's what it like this like it's prequels that's what this reminds me of the prequels star wars prequels not a good thing just in case no one knew that, but <laughs> yeah, in case you weren't paying it, in case you didn't pop in till three and you were like, okay, this isn't too no, bad. No, 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 no Matt, first Matt, two must no, be great. Three too. is also bad. I do not. I will not have any apolog- apologizing for three. Three's just because three it's, is okay. It, no, okay. three just because it's I just dark. watched it. It's, it's decent. It's dark and gritty. It does not make it good. It's still. I didn't say uh, I like it in spite of its grittiness. I would say it's still terrible. It's not nearly as bad as one is the best. Honestly. You disgust me in so many one, ways. It's one is the best of them, then three, and then two is one of the worst things that's ever been made. One is so much worse. All right, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> we will do a bonus episode on this at some point, I'm sure. No, we won't. <laughs> Come on. You don't know what a bonus episode about Jim Jam Bonks? Senator Jim Jam Bonks, thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> It hurts to think about that, doesn't it? Nah, it's not so bad. I'd rather watch any of the prequels versus these episodes again. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Anyway, okay. So at, at this point, Homer cuts power to Old Springfield. Old Springfield intercepts a beer truck and dumps it into the river, uh, you know, a lot of the Boston Tea Party. So we've got the tit-for-tat thing going on. New Springfield goes to the dam and cuts off all the water going to Old Springfield, uh, where they find gold in the river, because that's the thing you just find and don't know about for years. And then they fly over the Evian water factory, and I just... (laughs) (laughs) Yep, they just make water out of thin air. That's how it works. Matt, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. It's not... it's, It's entirely disconnected. Like at least family guy is aware of what it's doing like i feel like it it understands the simpsons are aware but not in a good way they're not aware if they're aware this is this is sad if they're aware it's a crime against nature which it is i i I wouldn't i don't know but that's a pretty that's steep i don't know about crime against nature but it it, it's crime against art perhaps 
okay, Chrome gets art. That's better. Okay. So, yes, at this point, uh, they fly the Evian water factory over, and Homer uh, decides to really stick it to them uh, by building a wall, like the one in Berlin. And I'd like to thank Low Ball Construction for building this amazing wall from 90% recycled materials. I'm so conflicted. So what? Loyal citizens of New Springfield, you stayed on my side of town despite a total lack of hospitals and schools and a sewage nightmare that threatens to consume us all. How we get our food while the roads are blocked? Don't worry. We have plenty of supplies to get through tomorrow. And then a wave of disease should help to... Hey! Stop screaming over the wall! At least wait till I'm through talking. Okay, now, as for food, the following breeds of dog are edible. Bye, Homer! You don't! No! Can't believe all those rats fled my town. Guess it's just us and the tumbleweeds. Oh! So, a couple things. No breeds of dog are edible. Just a couple. But if you're going to eat dogs, they're all edible. I, I don't know why Homer... I, as far as I know, there's no species of, or a breed of dog that has some kind of venom in its veins or poison that will <laughs> kill you if you eat it. I mean, some will probably fight you more. You don't know the poison dart dog of, uh, of Venezuela? <laughs> I can't say that I do. Poison dart dog. Oh, boy. Oh, Robbie. You sweet, sweet child. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to have some fun, Matt. Uh, it's it. Yeah, everyone leaves the town, so this is basically post-apocalypse now. <laughs> We're left with. Well, it's just down to the Simpsons family, essentially. They're. I mean, they are left in town. It's a Trials of Our episode. You know, it would have fit well with one of those. Except that's wait. Yeah. Uh, what happens, Matt? Uh, after that, we go to commercial. So everyone's gone from the town. Uh, Homer it literally just goes around punching storefront windows whenever he needs something, like uh, sausage and or bandages to repair his hand from punching through glass. Um, Homer is angry, I guess. I, I don't know. Homer doesn't – he's barely – he's not a character in this. He's, he is in it. He is a thing. He is a – he is a plot device. That's all that Homer is. And like – I will say that a lot of Simpsons episodes where there Homer is the plot device, like Homer makes the plot work a lot of the time, but they, by making him giving him motivation and making him have choices and agency, it hides all that. That's like how stories work. It's not complicated, but when you don't do it, it's very plain. And this is it. This is just literally like we need something to happen in the third act. We need it to escalate. What do we do? Uh, uh, the who's there and Homer's angry. So he gets the who to play for them instead for us, for the, for the Simpsons basically versus him, them having their normal show in old Springfield, which is what happens. So the who's in town, Homer wants them to play. He wants to trick them into playing for, for, for new Springfield versus old. So he goes and talks to them. Wow. The who. <laughs> Woo! Rock and roll. What the hell are you doing? Duh. Trash in the hotel room. But we promised the desk clerk we'd be good. Yeah, we don't want to lose our pool privileges. Whatever. The point is, I'm Homer Simpson. The mayor of New Springfield? That's right. The crazy mayor of New Springfield? That's right. And I implore you to move your concert to our town. Don't play old Springfield. 
Or, as it is sometimes known, Sun City. But we have a handshake agreement with a concert promoter, and that's a sacred bond. Sacred bond. Come on. What happened to the angry defiant who of my generation won't get fooled again and Mama's got a squeeze box? We know our songs, Homer. But those old Springfield squares are just going to make you cut your hair, turn down your music, and wear frilly shirts like Keith Partridge. Keith Partridge? Who huddle? (laughs) We'll do it. Yeah! Just send a cap for us. What, something wrong with your legs? You're right. The walk will do us good. Yep, the walk will do them good. Very generic. Um, very generic. Hey, Homer. You remember Homer Palooza? I do. Remember how those, like, they infuse all of the musical acts there with personality, character? You mean made them into kind of like real people, but also just funny enough that they could be in a Simpsons universe? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they agree to play on top of the wall, and they do. Um, the only crowd, though, is the Simpsons. No one else is there because there's no one else in New Springfield. They start playing their music uh, and they complain about it. And Elvis says, no worry, they'll be here in a second. Uh, he starts making requests to the band and then Old Springfield shows up. Now, these are the tunes I want you boys to play. Wait a minute. Homer! A lot of these are Grand Funk Railroad songs. And we don't know Pac-Man Fever. Oh, come on, it plays itself. Uh, Pac-Man Fever, a doo-doo-doo-doo. It's a driving me a crazy. Look, Lisa, Daddy's in the who. Woo! <laughs> Give us back our concert, Simpson. So, New Springfield's looking pretty good now, isn't it? With our ample parking and daily Who concerts. Daily? We'll talk. Yeah, all right, enough chit-chat. Let's see how you like flaming garbage. Ah, uh, you hit the tire fire. You left it, you... Ow! Oh, why me? Oh, ow! People, please. What's all this fighting about? Apparently, they have two different area codes. Well, I'll be chuggered. That's the sticky wicket. Why not just buy telephones with auto ring up? Or as you Yanks call it, speed dial. Oh, that's speed good idea. Radio Shack has some great ones. Oh, so's you. Magic bus! Yeah, Yeah, Magic Bus! bus. Okay, we'll play Magic Bus if you tear down this wall. Pinball Wizard! Oh, hell, I'll do it myself. Experiment is over. My experiment? You're the one who came up with this whole idea. Ah, hmm. uh, Robbie, our crazy experiment is over. Thank goodness. I will say, Matt, that at least we get to hear it. I like The Who. You know, they're one of my favorite classic rock bands. I'm a fan as well. Can you? I don't listen to them much, but I do enjoy what I hear. They're they're good. I we got to hear some of them. That that's nice. Um, I Homer is insufferable. And then the episode. Well, I mean, ends. that's that's Homer in every episode. It seems. I, 
it is slightly uh the and then the episode ends it's it's not enough that <laughs> it's not enough that omer is just fully obnoxious he's also he also chloroforms his own wife at the end of the episode if you want to if, 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 if you just wanted to be if i just just to be clear like how we you know in um i can't think of the name of the episode uh, uh bu- 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 um it's a mad 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 march right just to it just to demonstrate that there clearly wasn't any awareness uh of how terrible they were in that episode this episode also ends with uh, uh the matriarch of the family his loving wife who theoretically they do love each other you know how they establish that over many episodes uh he chloroforms her um as a joke it's not funny hilarious uh matt's silence is a scent he loves it he thinks it's very funny yeah that's what it was it wasn't me just saying can we please be get be done with this episode and just go on to other I, things i i i don't know i have memories of this episode being better than this but maybe again i think i just left out all the bad stuff and it's mostly I mean, bad that's the best way to remember things i i mean i honestly i I would prefer to remember things truthfully as as they are. And this is not good. This is here. This is what this is, man. This is I've cracked the case. I'm going to make uh, this is me. Uh, this is CSI Robbie Law and Order. Um, this the Scully years were a scam, a scheme so that Mike Scully could meet his favorite rock and roll bands. Hmm. and nothing else because that's what like there are multiple and get his own favorite like there's literally an episode where he gets his favorite band ever to perform for the simpsons we have the who show up luckily pete townsend i guess wisely ducked out of it but roger daltrey and uh um i can't think of his name um giant whistle did not avoid it um but it that's what and like there there is nothing here homer is a monster uh there is no consistency no internal consistency no logical consistency even with its own rules like it doesn't bother to establish rules of its own universe it it, it doesn't adhere to anything and it's just a random assortment of events uh the area code stuff could be the basis for a good episode like if you want to split the town in two and then have them fight each other for no real reason like that's fine. I think that would make a good episode because that's kind of like intrinsic to Springfield as the you know mob mentality and all that, and like it could you could easily demonstrate that. And like they hit at it from time to time, like with the that Marge quote, you know, she's like they were looking at me with their eyes, and her suddenly getting a fifty percent extra tax on her stuff she buys at Quickie Mart, and like the even as bad as it was the the Bart Millhouse reinteractions with the bullies, like it's something to demonstrate. Hey, the town split in two completely arbitrarily, and now we have such like such venom between the two sides for no reason. And that could be a, a nice little arc you could build with this kind of story, right? It could be. It just it, it just is hey, the who shows up and Homer is a dummy. That's basically what it comes down to is we start out with a weird tiny opener for two minutes. Then we get to the real opener, which causes the town to split. And then that's the real plot is the second two acts. 
really you're right anything could have happened to split the town in two because that's where all the jokes are and then them coming together in the end that's what's important i mean you could even have the who and and have the who is being what brings them together but don't have homer act like a weird moron jerk the entire time Uh uh-oh spaghettios that's all i have to say about that matt yeah i know um we'll rank it at the end of the show matt is this episode broken i don't know if i'd call it broken it could have been a lot better, but I don't know if I'd call it broken. <sighs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's very bad. It's it's. I don't know. If it's it, very it, bad. And it just as a supposition, if we say that it's it's broken, we've already gone over a multitude of ways to fix it. Uh, one, get to the whole town split thing faster, and two, do it over something better than an area code. That's the uh, big two things. I okay. I'll say that it's not quite broken. How about that? I think it's it's on the edge. It's on the it's I mean that's the problem. There's so many episodes in seasons, the seasons that are just they're they are maybe not broken but they are very very bad. Uh like bad television. Bad television. Um I think it's fine. There are no submissions for this for my favorite episode to be very clear. Um we can move on though, thankfully, to our next segment. It's time for comments with the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. News Group is where I come through the old Alta TV Simpsons News Group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode, uh, anything else that pops up. Uh, here, I got some reviews for you, Matt. You ready? Ready. Uh, first, my phone company recently added a 10 digit dialing policy, meaning that in order to call any number, an area code is required. When it began, I kept forgetting, and I kept getting the tri tone. Therefore, I thought Homer's misadventures were hilarious. This episode was funny. Okay, so it had a stupid plot. Homer does blank with wacky results, but it made me laugh. A minus. So all you had to do to <laughs> I mean, all all you had to do to enjoy the episode was be as dumb as Homer. Take that person. Not wrong. 20, take that person. Twenty person twenty years ago. Um, a fresh episode, probably the best I've seen in some time now. Well, there were gags which would have been better left out, such as Homer's disgusting wound under his shirt and continually being subject to physical pain. There were some funny gags, too. The main thing which made this episode a nice change to most recent outings is that it chose a plot and stuck to it. The Who were pretty good, but did anyone else notice they tried to sound American in some parts? Nope. Didn't notice that. They got a B. Then some more, some bad ones, man, okay? Make us feel a little bit better about ourselves. I knew okay. The Simpsons was going downhill when it started recycling plots. Now I know our favorite family has passed the point of no return. A Tale of Two Springfields is a lame jerk-ass Homer episode which owes its soul to another lame jerk-ass Homer episode, Trash of the Titans, which deserves the Nobel Prize for Literature compared to this episode. Uh, this starts with an absurd premise that can barely carry a single gag, much less than an entire episode, then throws in a barrage of dull, tiresome gags, and yet another tacked-on, unfinished, quote-unquote, ending. The Who's useless guest shot as a typical desperate sweeps gimmick. Mike Scully could have saved the money and used Wilson Phillips. For the past few season premieres, I've kept the faith, hoping that this once great series will reverse its long and painful decline. Then I get on my knees and pray I will get fooled again. I see what you did oh, there. Oh, you'll get fooled again. We'll um, all be fooled again. I mean, I'm not fooled anymore. And then uh, finally, ouch! When a Halloween episode is less wacky than the season premiere, something's wrong. The only funny parts came at Bart's corn can and the area code film. The rest was utter garbage. Homer having his insides torn out was the worst quote-unquote joke I've ever seen on The Simpsons or come to think of it anywhere else for that matter. From there, the episode went nowhere with little to no redeeming humor. This is not the same John Swartzwater who wrote 7G11, 9FO3, 
and 7FO1. This is the work of someone who doesn't know crap about The Simpsons. I'm normally not the person who says this every week, but this is seriously the worst episode ever. F. Wow, Rob, did you go back in time to write that? I did not. Uh, I was 14 at the time, and I was not on any news groups. Well, good. Well, that uh, does sound like something we would say. Uh, the uh, the other things. Um, the website that was referenced early in the episode, whatbadgerseat.com, was, ta- was, was bought by Fox and set up with a little tiny little gag website that you could find out. It has a little flash animation on it. Um, you, if you go to what Badgers Eat now, it won't get you anywhere. Um, the old address that it used to forward to was the Simpsons slash Badgers, I think, or Badger. And interesting. And that still lands you at the Simpsons homepage, but it doesn't have anything special on it. If you go to the Wayback Machine and put in what Badgers Eat, it will get you to what the site would look like originally, and it's just some flash animation of the Badger from the episode. If for a description, it informs you what badgers eat, what they don't, and a flash game which quote unquote tests your knowledge by feeding things to a badger, one of which is the woodpecker, and then you have beer, a donut, other joke things. If you don't want to go check it out, which I understand. It's fine. Luckily it's only a moment long, so you don't have to waste twenty minutes like you do in this episode. Yep. Yeah, uh, uh, let's move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite intro or frame or story from the Treehouse of Horror? Uh, tons of great answers, unsurprisingly. You guys uh, appreciate everyone who takes the time. First for Jennifer. Treehouse of Horror 4 with Bart's night gallery walk. I love his descriptions of the paintings and the family motors cutting in on each of the paintings uh, from Brian Trails of Horror 3 with a Halloween party I always enjoy seeing TV characters in Halloween costumes it's a great insight into who they are though I'm a bit disturbed that Bart dresses as Alex from A Clockwork Orange yeah I right there with you that's yeah not I mean I hope Bart hasn't seen A Clockwork Orange at 10 years old I would not let any 10 year old watch A Clockwork Orange um, from Lauren Trails of Horror 4 with Bart in the art gallery Bart the next exhibit at our ghoulish gallery is the school bus? Oh, they must mean the ghoul bus. Nope, says right here. School bus. <laughs> well, there's nothing scarier than having to go to school. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. You uh, hate school. Uh, next from Hannah. Call me sick, but as a fan of body horror, I can't get past the original Homer auto-cannibalism short. It's from Chiaos of uh, Horror 15. We find the fa- family happily baking the oven, except Bart is in horrible pain. We then see Bart explode from his stomach and be adopted by King Codus and apparently their boss. Makes me gag and smile every damn time. Then the button of standing tall playing, uh, simultaneously subverting the horror and preparing you for the last to come. Hey, I'm I'm not going to call you sick. I also enjoy body horror. Uh, from AJ, I'd say the framing sequence of the first Jurassic Horror, giving it a, its namesake. I prefer having the old framing sequences and wish they would make time for them again. Can easily reuse the Treehouse again with different kids or characters swapping stories. Uh, from Jessica, a Jessica Ruiz one. So many. I always love the graveyard intros with the names on the tombstones, but I do love Burns as a Crypt Keeper. I think that was done really well. Employee Millionado Benjamin, the Fox Sither, getting brutally stabbed at the start of eight. To this day, I never quite feel ready old enough for it. Lauren at El Columbia, 88. <laughs> I love Grandpa being. Uh, I love Grandpa before telling the story of Homer Kong. Grandpa, why don't you tell a story? You've lived an interesting life. That's a lie. You know it. But I have seen a lot of movies. Uh, finally, from Derek uh, at is 
is my sterach uh kane codis righty show from treehouse of horror 10 a little callback to the previous trail of trust horror episodes with a family wearing guises seen in previous segments is fan service done right matt what is your answer uh, I'm going to go with the Halloween party uh, when Marge is keeping them in and they're all telling stories. And I just appreciate Grandpa being the one to just recount King Kong as he remembers it. And, you know, the the stupid games they play. I really like that one. I, a very close second is the original one with them in the treehouse that gave it its name. I just, I like ones that are realistic and it feels like that's them telling the stories. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm going to go also with the first treehouse, but I'm going to go straight up with, I like, I like the treehouse stuff, but I specifically Marge's warning. Marge is like, hey, this is and like the fact that the original one was literally because they were not sure how people would take it because it was scary. And Marge's warning, they didn't want children watching necessarily, or at least they wanted Marge's warning to be taken seriously. And I wish they they I think that appears in the first one and the second and the fifth. And I wish that they like they they ran. I know, I know the episodes are shorter now, so they're like, like even more time constraints because you know, there's more commercials. Um, I still wish they found that time for it. Um, I also would give a shout out to the most recent Trials of Horror, which was mostly bad, but the intro to it was actually quite interesting. And I wish that was fleshed out into a full segment with the Cthulhu monster, kind of a H.P. Lovecraft Simpsons-esque scene happening that is over way too quickly. I I would have loved some like cultists and fishmen mixed in with the Simpsons, but if wishes were horses, beggars would ride, Matt. Indeed, indeed. Next week's question was just suggested by Alex at a Erlenbach on Twitter. I don't know if we've done it before, but if we have, I don't remember it. So I I like the question. What is the darkest Simpsons episode? The darkest episode in the darkest timeline. Let us know. I don't. Yeah, whatever. However you want to take it. Uh, probably the heaviest maybe or just like oh that's really grotesque you know not just are you know strictly in canon episodes um i'll post this question on our social media facebook.com slash the simpson show pod uh on facebook at the simpson show pod you can email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com next up matt it is time once again for the no google cherry challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Trivia Challenges where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. And try and stump the other. I think we're tied, right, Matt? We're three to three. I believe so. Your easy question, Matt. These are all from... What's the name of that biker episode? Why can I always... I never remember. Oh, dear. Uh, Take My Wife's Sleaze. Take My Wife's Sleaze. These are all from Take My Wife's Sleaze. <laughs> what is the name of Homer's... Me, I understand. What is the name of Homer's motorcycle gang? I believe it's the Hell Satans. That is correct. See, I am I keep going back to season like two episodes, trying to trip you up, but you're right. You're going with season 11 episodes because I barely ever watched them because of how painful it is. I gotta, you gotta, I gotta use my strategy when I can, Matt. Uh, I know. Okay, your first question. Easy question. What sport is at the center of dead putting society? The miniature golf. You are correct, sir. If you would call that a sport. Yeah, I would call it a sport. Your meaning question, Matt. What are Marge's turnoffs according to Outlaw Biker magazine? Uh okay. Her turnoffs include underpants, justice, and oh man. Cleanliness? I'm sorry, Matt. Oh. Is underpants 
pedestrians and justice. Pedestrians, of course. Of Pedestri- course, a biker gang would hate pedestrians. Uh, of course, they would. That's the number one enemy of biker gangs. Exactly. Precisely. All right. Your medium question: What name does Homer give to Bart's putter in Dead Putts Inside? Initially, or the one they end up with? The one they end up with. I mean, really, it should be both, but I'm going to let you get slide with well, just the first. Is mo- it's mom, and then. Well, there are three actually. That's the middle one. Oh, <laughs> see, you're you're changing the moving the goalposts on me, Matt. Every no, time. No, no. I've I've always asked for the last one. Okay. The, the final one. Okay. That, what is Homer? Uh, I it's um, I think it's like some exotic female name. I th- want to say, but I'm not quite positive on that. Um, Rochelle. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is Charlene. Charlene. Uh, it usually it, it, is Mr. Putter, and then. Homer says, give it a girl's name, and Bart calls it mom, <laughs> and then Homer says, your putter's name is Charlie. Okay, I don't, I knew it was like some, it was a, yeah. I was close, sort of, not really. Sort of. Your hard question, Matt. What is the name of the motorcycle bar Homer stops at on his way to find Marge? Oh, God. Um, I, I have no idea. Dukes. It, it's a pun. It is Papa Wheelies. Uh, of course, of course. All right, your hard question. What advice does Lisa give to Bart about the eighth hole? Oh God, the eighth hole. Yep. When they when they're doing their recitations of you know what uh, she's asking him. All right, what are you doing this hole? What are you doing this hole? And uh, she asks what what uh, she asks what Nirvana is, and she asks what's the eighth hole. Okay. Um. Don't go for. Don't go for the mouth. Go for the uh, go around or something. I I know one of them has like a trick. Like you don't want to aim for this one spot. You want to aim for a different spot. So that's what it is. I don't know, man. I, that's a guess. That was actually earlier in the episode. Uh, the answer is aim for the octopus's third tentacle. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we're back to where where I'm. I'm back. We're back, back to one and one every one, week. <laughs> no, we're gonna. Uh, it's never like that. It's usually. Usually it's only that like that for a couple times. Then we 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 change it up. It's Dale to Springfield's. We each get one point each. We're still tied though uh, for for this episode. We have some bonus questions, but we'll wait off. Hold on to them till next week. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. Segment we did every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. <sighs> I think uh, this one's going to go pretty near the bottom, Robbie. What about yeah, you? It's not very good. Um, is it better or worse than Pygmalion? There were parts of Pygmalion I remember liking. And honestly, this episode, besides the who, honestly, there's not much. I really tried. Yeah, there's a couple jokes that I like that I thought were funny. I liked the phone, the the phone movie. I enjoyed yeah. that. Um, I don't know about Pigmalion's Pick, also not very good either. Uh, it also has I I think this. How about okay? Is it better or worse than Make Room for Lisa, which is right below Pigmalion? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's better than Make Room for Lisa. I mean, that one is just really bad. This one is just kind of lazily bad. I. Make room for Lisa. I kind of detest because of like on a principle, principled matter, because it like makes a little girl the victim, like of, of the the aggressor, and yeah. like somehow Lisa is at fault for Homer being an idiot. Uh, this is just very like Homer lazy, Captain Wacky kind of good stuff going on. 
I yep. think you're. I think I agree with you because "Make Room for Lisa" is. I dislike it more at this point. So, a "Tale of Two Springfields." Man, the like it's just ridiculous how many of these episodes on the bottom have just come from season eleven and twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's like those seasons were bad. It's like it's like that. Um, so in ten for that matter. Um, so that's make uh, it's a tale of two Springfields is number two hundred twenty seven on the list, right below it. Pigmolian, right above. Make room for Lisa. Last on our list is still Cal- kill the alligator. Run number one on our list is Homer's enemy. I don't think it's going to see much competition very recently. That's true. Well, we get to if we get to season twelve, it, it's going to run out of competition real quick. Um, our next episode is Insane Clown Poppy. Starring uh, Drew Barrymore as Krusty's daughter, which I don't remember other than that. I remember it being a little hackish, but Drew Barrymore doing a good job. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you can find this list at our website, simplythesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there to our Twitter, to our Facebook, to our RSS feed. Link to our Patreon is there if you want to help out the show. Donate a couple dollars. We'd obviously appreciate it a lot. Um think that'll wrap us up for the day before we go you can find me on twitter at robbie dorman please check out my other podcast the handsome boys comics hour it's about comic books and the serial finesse it's about lots of different nerdy stuff the most recent episode is about salt fat acid heat the both the cooking show on netflix and the book it is based on which are which are very good um matt does not participate in social media unless there's a certain level of patreon backer you will not find him that's true. I've decided to retire to the quantum realm, so you won't be able to find me unless you already did or have searched everywhere else. Unless you do I'm it. Especially not if. Unless you have or do do it or are doing it. Exactly. Or And if you know my speed, you're absolutely not going to find me anywhere. So good luck with that. With well, that, folks, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And I keep watching this episode. Shh.